All right, guys. Uh, welcome back to another episode of uh, Hundred Books a Year with Kevin. Um, today let's continue our dis- discussion on the, um, the Huberman Labs, uh, the neuroscientist uh, video podcast. Um, let's talk about why we dream today, right? Uh, you know, the purpose of dreaming. Uh, dreaming can be different faults, right? Um, it can facilitate learning. It can uh, help unlearning, forgetting. Um, it will be restful, right? So for the series, we're going to focus on is learning and unlearning in in, uh, in terms of why we dream, right? So uh, we talk about the book, right? The world of uh, lucid dreaming, uh, I think uh, a month ago, a month and a half ago. Um, I tried it, I failed, <laughs> right? So lucid dreaming means that um, you need to be aware of your dreaming, right? Uh, you can kind of have control over it, like physical control or mental control. Um, I didn't have any of that. Um, so roughly uh, 20% of the population has lucid d- dreams every uh, almost every night. But that is not our focus of this discussion. Uh, what we're going to talk about is kind of like our physiology of sleep in a sense that um, how should we kind of like categorize it and how do we just do a brief introduction on why we sleep and why we dream, okay? So let's kind of chop it up into a different section, right? So every night that we fall asleep, our sleep cycles fall into a 90-minute cycles, right? So um, within that 90-minute cycles, you have shallow sleep, right? What we call a slow-wave sleep, where we have REM sleep, right? REM stands for rapid eye movement sleep, uh, where we are less mobile, you know, we're essentially paralyzed, and the shallow sleep, we're actually have some motor, motor uh, learnability or uh, moving ability right there. So every 90-minute cycle, like the more cycles that we have within our sleep, the more REM sleep that we have. So let's say you got a four-hour, uh, you know, uh, four-hour sleep last night, you probably did not get that much REM sleep last night. If you get eight, you you probably got a lot more uh, sleep than the four-hour person, right? So the more sleep that we have, the more REM sleep that we're going to have. And the REM sleep te- uh, typically occur uh, towards the morning time, like, you know, like between like 1 to 5 a.m. roughly, like de- uh, depends on when you wake up. So... I kind of want to break it down into two episodes. Uh, today, we're going to talk about non-REM sleep, which is called a slow-wave sleep. What, what are the characteristics? What are the functions? And then we kind of go from there. So um, the characteristic of slow-wave sleep is that our brain is actually metabolically active during that time. So there's also a few of the neuromodulators um, getting involved here, right? Um so we have, for example, acetylcholine that's going to be so, uh, be secreting during uh, doing a slow wave sleep. We have ser- uh, serotonin and we have dopamine. So acetylcholine, um, it really improves the focus. Serotonin improves the uh, desireness of calm to be still. And then uh, dopamine in uh, induces a sense of pleasure, a sense of joy, right? So in slow waves, in a, a slow wave stage, what that means is there's going to be no acetylcholine, 
um, there's going to be no focus doing that, right? So it's actually taking away from a regular sleep. And then we really have a lot of um, non-epinephrine uh, to increase the alertness. And then we have a lot of serotonin being released, right? Give us that, you know, kind of like a calming or stillness type of uh, situation, okay? So what are the function of a sleep, of a slow wave sleep? So first of all, it's really good for motor learning. Uh, let's say you are playing the piano, you learn a new song. Let's say you learn a new dance move. Let's say you learn a new exercise routine. Uh, you play guitar, play violin. S the, a slow wave sleep is actually going to help you to retain those functions right there. And secondly, what they're really good at is detailed information. So what that means is uh, not really always cognitive information. Let's say you learn something from work, from work today, from school, you read something interesting, or let's say you just went to traffic school, right? Or you just learned the traffic rules. And then is that short, uh, is that a slow wave sleep? It's gonna help you with that, right? So that is usually the basic characteristic of a quote-unquote slow-wave sleep, okay? And uh, tomorrow, we're going to dive into a little bit more deeper into REM sleep and then a little bit of a uh, kind of a Q&A and then after REM sleep because REM sleep, we can talk about a lot more different things and then we're going to cover a little bit more on a pattern of sleep tomorrow as well and then we're going to just pause this today. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening and uh, subscribe, share with your friends and then uh, have a good day.